everyone and welcome to podcast unlocked episode 52 this is ign's best and only xbox 360 centric podcast i am your host Stephen hopper the head of ign's xbox channel joining me today are locksmiths mitch dyer happy anniversary Yay! and rejoining us again is scott lowe executive editor I'm of ign tech back you can't keep me out <laughs> no kidding <laughs> <laughs> i really thought my last podcast was actually going to be in fact my last podcast uh for for the xbox channel so Aww. i'm glad i'm glad you welcomed me back of course but then again with pete gone who else are you gonna pick i know right you know, pickens is slim this, this podcast is assassinating <laughs> ign editors <laughs> it really is it's uh, the way to do it all right cool guys well uh what's cracking mitch you've been you've been missing Dude, I was and gone for a million you. years. You were? Yeah. Cool. I saw Just video games last week. Excellent. Cool stuff you can tell us about? Yeah, I saw Aliens Colonial Marines. Great. That embargoes today. You guys, do you guys give a shit about aliens? Are you guys like alien nerds? I'm a huge alien nerd. Are you nerds. talking about aliens in general? No, or? no, no. Because no. <laughs> I'm not a big extra fan of extraterrestrials. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, no. Specifically, Ridley Scott's extraterrestrials. I love uh, the little gray bastards. I've got a pretty raging nerd boner for Prometheus. Mm. But uh, from what I understand, there's no actual tie to that movie. Oh, bullshit. Have you uh, seen that trailer? Okay. It's so the if, space jockey. If, yeah, it, it's, the, it's the derelict ship. The space yeah. jockey is there, like that. But are is, the stories like even like like clearly overlapping, or is it just oh, sort of yeah. like they run parallel? That they're like it's it's not officially a prequel to Aliens. It's well, a fucking prequel to Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right. Well, I was excited. It's then, the yeah. exact same ship. It's the exact same character. Like, it, the, yeah, dude. Into that, it, but it's not like an officially sanctioned uh, like kind of. I don't know. It's Ridley Scott. He can do whatever he wants. That's true. That's true. Anyway, long story short, Hannibal. yes, I care about aliens. Okay. Well, this is the canonical sequel to Aliens. Sweet. This Colonial Marines. Amazing. <clears throat> uh, they didn't show us a whole lot of the campaign, but mm-hmm. they did give us like a really, really clear idea of what they're going for. Uh, they showed us like a really quick demo of some mission where you're like you're boarding the Sulaco from aliens from this other ship, and mm-hmm. you see like a bunch of familiar sets. Like you see Bishop's bottom half sitting by that airlock. Oh yeah, and just kind of hanging out there, and oh man, <laughs> sir, we found a, a half a synthetic, and there's like there's all sorts of nods like that. Wow. Um, and I I talked to Gearbox like a bunch of like the writer Randy Pitchford, who's like president, I think I, I should know that mm-hmm. I wrote that like five times today in different <laughs> stories about Gearbox. Uh, yeah, so they 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 clearly clearly get that that franchise. Great, and that's the most reassuring thing to me. <clears throat> well, like, uh, and and the graphics seem pretty. It's got the graphics. It's got many graphics. They're <laughs> they're talking a lot about this like deferred renderer, which is so above my head. Like I just Scott, you know tech. What does deferred rendering mean? Uh, well, as you explained it to me, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just wrote this shit. I didn't actually understand it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm not actually super familiar with deferred rendering in the context of games, but uh, my understanding, as you explained it, maybe you've forgotten since you told me like less Please than twelve me. hours ago. Uh, it's <laughs> it's it's offboarding the the actual like the lighting processing yeah. as opposed to pre lighting everything, right. um, and and thus making you know the lighting more variable and, and like interactive with uh in terms of what you do in the space yeah which randy pitchford says is like their thing but that's mm-hmm. like the next generation is going to be all deferred rendering and uh, yeah but like devs on twitter were like dude that's old shit like we had that in our <laughs> game like <laughs> yeah. the, the, the i think he's the director Raphael von Lerup, who was like the director or whatever on space marine is like no mm-hmm. we we had that 
<laughs> we did that for Space yeah. Marine. It was in there. And it, it might be it might be one of those uh, just marketing terms that they're going to start throwing around, like blast processing. And right, yeah. All that shit. Yeah, and it, it, deferred shading is like the general term. Like yeah. I, I was doing like a little bit of research, found a couple papers on it, and it's all very technical. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting direction for them to go, like to focus on visuals for the next gen, because I really don't think that's what's going to matter yeah. when new consoles come out, which now we're totally off the rails and not talking mm-hmm. about aliens anymore. <laughs> Well, um, tell us, what, what do you think is going to be the important factor? Dude, I honestly don't give a shit because I don't want to go forward. I want to keep my Xbox 360 for as long as possible. Interesting. Um, well, yeah, no, I, I totally... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I mean... It's, yeah, it's something like I don't even consider what I want out of the next console. Like, even though we're talking about it a lot, right, mm-hmm. especially around the office, like, it's just, I'm not interested. If, if something comes, sure, but I'm not like, I need this and I don't want this anymore and I need to have this feature and that feature... Right. Whatever, dude. I just don't think graphics are going to be as impressive of a leap between 360 and whatever the fuck it's called, Durango. Well, no, I mean, they're they're definitely closing that gap. I mean, yeah. since the since the jump to HD, at least, it's hard to really imagine how much better, more photorealistic right. this shit can get. I mean, we all saw the, uh, uh, what, the, the PS3 demo that um, Quantic Dream The rubber duck thing? No, the... Uh, <laughs> The, oh, the Kara? Kara. Is that what Kara. it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we all saw that, and that was running yeah. on like actual existing hardware yeah. that's you can, that anyone can buy now. It's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. like okay, that's very, very, very convincing. Yeah, like I'm, I'm into that. Cool. We don't need anything else. Exactly. Yeah. But, well, yeah. the the thing is, is like if you think about it, like where <clears> we are in the market, um, or you know, in the in the industry, the the priorities have definitely shifted from like when the Xbox 360 was introduced. Like yeah. you know, at the time, there were a lot of like. PC exclusive, like graphically rich titles that that you know were being you know were surpassing consoles and mm-hmm. and like they were being developed specifically for PC and it was like a compelling um, case for more like for for higher graphic uh, fidelity. Right. But now it's the opposite. Like you know most games are being developed with console in mind and then just sort mm-hmm. of like kind of upscaled or kind of like um, <clears throat> you know haphazardly applied to PC. Um, you know, at, you know, with higher resolution and like better textures and you know, mm-hmm. destructible environments, that sort of thing. Like it, it, it definitely. But there, the gap between them, like you said, is like very, very narrow at this point. So, you know, there's no real extreme need for a super powerful console. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because there's no practical application for it. You know, there's mm-hmm. like the games are kind of they've kind of hit a, a cap of, of what they can accomplish right. um, or are are willing to at the very least. So really, I think it's just going to be more of like bringing more PC style experiences to consoles um, as they exist now, not so much pushing the entire concept forward. Right. I mean, I definitely see that we won't have a really big jump in graphical fidelity Mm -hmm. when it comes to next generation. I think what a lot of the uh, manufacturers are going to be focusing on uh, for this next cycle is going to be uh, distribution. And a lot of that might be covering their own ass, be it through uh, DRM practices mm-hmm. or making it harder to play games, you know, that, that you may buy used or pick up secondhand or something. I mean, I think that's going to be a bigger focus than, like, the actual technical leaps um, this time around. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it also has a, a large part to do with, like, the, the success of mobile. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people are playing more games than ever like more people are considered gamers now because they play you know games on their smartphones yeah. and their tablets mm-hmm. um than they do than they have ever before so it's really proven to the market that you know the interest isn't in a 
crazy amazing like gameplay experiences yep. it's really just about making it simple and accessible and and um you know interesting to people so so the 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 need to really push the limits is is kind of again kind of just gone to the wayside a little bit yeah and i mean as in music you know everyone can pretty much thank apple for imbuing that whole idea into people's heads i mean you you go to a you go to a any place where you buy cds now you go to walmart and you can see how tiny the cd sections are now because people don't give a shit people don't buy cds anymore yeah and it's only a matter of time before that's the idea when it comes to games i mean we're already seeing that happen uh like you said a lot of a lot of people who consider that some them themselves gamers now um primarily playing like iphone or ipad yeah. and the way to get their games is by downloading them directly from the store yeah um you know there is no there's no used market for for apple or for well, apple you can buy like their hardware and shit used but or i mean xbox live arcade exactly for that yeah. matter digital is is one time only and it's it's permanent um, exactly. Well, you even look at the you know the the game section of you know, Best Buy and stuff like that. If mm-hmm. you look at like these mass retailers, like uh, the the amount of floor space that games get is surprisingly it's small huge. these days. Yeah. Well, like compared to like the way it was like a few years ago. Yeah, like, yeah. It, you it's, still, I mean, it's still it's pretty, growing still. It's still it's still growing. But, like you know, it's still a big part of what they do. But like I used to see you know aisles and aisles of Xbox 360 games. Not simply not for the re- like the range of games that they had. It wasn't mm-hmm. you know that there was a hundred you know hundreds of titles. It was just that they had incredible amounts of stock for each. Yeah. But now it's like they have all of the available games, but they're like, you know, they have on the sh- on the floor at any given time, like maybe mm-hmm. 10 copies. So it's like they it's really, you know, scaling back, which is is kind of bizarre to me um, yeah. to see that the, you know, the, the, the retail market at the very least is, is being affected as much as it is. Which is yes. funny because you see it and it's like. Mm. Game, the game section is still like kind of as big as movies maybe not if you include like tv on dvd yeah. sections but like it's games are certainly bigger at yeah. least in best buy like than mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. music sections are shrinking games are growing tvs just kind of like staying the same yeah yeah well it's funny but best buy in particular you see them like diversifying in a way that makes no sense like you know some best buys now have like guitar shops in them like they're yeah. trying to like, they're like trying yeah. to compete with uh um uh, you know, like Guitar Center and stuff like that. It's just like you know, it's their their whole. That's a whole other can of worms. Right. Like those guys are like, they've got their own issues. Um, but yeah, no, no. The, as far as like the next console stuff, um, you know, I think a lot of what we've heard it makes sense. Um, I'm not surprised at all that it's coming this soon um, mm-hmm. because again, I feel like that gap is really kind of narrow. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's not going to be the amazing leap that a lot yeah. of people are expecting it to be or have been trained to think that new consoles will be. And for the, right. for like the sake of clarity, we're not being total Luddites and saying, <laughs> eh, graphics won't get any better. It's like <laughs> they've, they've just hit a certain point where as they improve marginally, it's not going to be as noticeable. Yeah, you're you're just not going to be able to see it at some point. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, even within this generation, right? Like if you look at something like Perfect Dark Zero on The Witcher 2 on 360, like night and day. You would never mm-hmm. suspect that's part of the same generation. But yeah. it is, so it's clear that these consoles can, you know, they, they're capable, and I suspect we're not done seeing what they can do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it, it's a perfect example. Like, you know, like, the, you know, Call of Duty 2 is one of the launch titles. Like, yeah. And you look at that game compared to Battlefield 3, same yep. system, you know, same exact hardware, just, exactly. you know, a few years apart. So really, it is that kind of learning curve to, to like, develop for the hardware that takes time. Um but I, you know, I, I think there'll be, you know, the, graphically, you know, as far as the hardware is concerned, like it's definitely going to be a hefty jump. And, and, you know, one of the things that I'm kind of like leaving kind of out there is that, you know, 
again, developers really haven't had a hard, haven't had an opportunity to develop for a console that's more powerful than the current gen, mm-hmm. um, because there's that shift, that focus on console. So if given this opportunity, then maybe we'll see like crazy stuff like the Unreal Unreal Three demo, like games like that, really coming mm-hmm. to 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 the forefront. So I think it, I think it'll be an exciting kind of uh, new console gen. It's just not going to be like the leap, like we were t- like we were saying. Yeah, right. I mostly just don't want to pay money for a console. <laughs> <laughs> Another one, damn. Yeah, yeah dude. Well, speaking of uh, the next-gen consoles, there's a big rumor that came out uh, this week that's been getting a lot of traction um, about the next Xbox possibly requiring a constant internet connection. Mm-hmm. Got reaction? Bullshit or true? Yeah, bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Bullshit. I'm going to say bullshit because yeah. that would splinter their market in a totally. way that oh, yeah. Microsoft does not want to do. Yeah, we I mean, it, it's basically saying we don't want customers who don't have internet or don't yeah. have constant internet. Yeah. Which is a lot of people. Yeah. Like, anytime I ever publish a next-gen article, something about, like, digital-only libraries comes up, mm-hmm. and, like, the vast majority of emails, comments, and whatever are, like, dude, like, I live in Wisconsin, and we don't even have high speed here, like, where I live. It's just not feasible. Yeah. A digital library is not possible for me. Yeah. And, like, that's not an uncommon thing. Yeah, I, I think there might be, you know, there's always that kind of kernel of truth that you know these rumors kind of yeah. emerge from. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming it like it has to pertain to some sort of feature that has to be that's locked down or that they're discussing as being like a lockdown feature unless <laughs> like you... digital rights on Xbox 360. <laughs> right. You need to have the internet to be able to play anything other than a trial if you have like messed with the rights. I mm-hmm. I had this this week with the Diabolical Pitch review. I couldn't right. play that game beyond the trial if I had no internet connection because I had it on like three different 360s. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, like what the, the kind of one of the pervasive rumors is that um, they're going to, you know, block use games by mm-hmm. having some sort of authorization process, like a digital code or right. something like that that comes with the game. So that I could see as being the genesis of that comment or of that rumor where it's like, okay, so if you have a used game, you have to verify that it, you know, you have this code or if you buy a game new, you have to like sync this code with your account. Then mm-hmm. of course you're going to need an internet connection to do that. Um, so I can easily see it just being that, you know, and right. people misinterpreting yeah. that as like, Oh, well you need it all the time. Well, no, you don't need it all the time. You just need it once to you know first start playing a game, which is bullshit in and of itself. Yeah, that's but, still <laughs> terrible. Um, <clears throat> but, but it's, it's a little less frustrating than you need internet constantly. Yeah. But, um, to play devil's advocate here with this, um, from like a business, from a completely business perspective, yeah. where Microsoft is sitting right now, um, if they were to make the system to where it constantly re- requires an internet connection, and all of their games are dealt um, digitally through their own system, um, how would that weigh on Microsoft? Like, what would be their like? What what's the the cost versus the or, or the pro v con? Of, of doing something like that, where they have complete control over their sales. Um, they they determine how much money they get, not the uh, not a brick-and-mortar place, not Best Buy, not Amazon. So we're Amazon. cutting GameStop out of the equation entirely, like retail discs don't exist? Yeah. If Microsoft were to pull that off and just completely cut out the middleman mm-hmm. and, and make this system that constantly requires an internet connection and the only way to get your games would be through them, do you think that would be to their benefit? Or do you think it would ultimately cost them in the end? Conceptually, yeah. Like, I think it would be great for them, but I think it would totally burn them just based on the audience. Like, they would totally divide their current audience who would not want to be right. part of that future. But if that would... So let's say that those people no longer buy Xbox products. Right. They sign off. They say, screw this. Yep. Fuck you guys. We're out. We're doing whatever else now. Okay. But there will be that that percentage of 
Xbox users who go, okay, well, me and you. I already have, <laughs> <laughs> I already have an, I already have a constant internet connection, so this isn't that big of a deal to me, right? And I like buying games digitally, so I'm gonna keep going with it. Yeah. So to me, I think you know it's it's a really murky area because you mm-hmm. know on the one hand they cut out the middleman, they make you know higher margins for each game sold because yeah. they don't have to go through the production process they don't have to pay the retailer for you know or the retailer doesn't have to uh you know they, they don't have that um you know relationship where they have to like ship the product they have to you know advocate for its stock in you know in game stores and, and like it, it removes a lot of the hassle a lot of the expense but yeah. at the same time you know those are still very much valuable market places that you know while shrinking Mm-hmm. you know, still are such a huge revenue driver for them that I don't think they would ever consciously do that. And there's also the, you know, the inherent problem of, like, just culturally, the consumer these days is looking for ease, not, you know, complication and, mm-hmm. and, and really kind of um, difficult hoops that, they, you know, they have to be jumped through in order to access and, and engage with the device. And right. I feel like um, doing something like that where it's, like, purely... Uh, you have like ex- you know, one option, and it's you know sure it's it's like potentially seamless and integrated. But mm-hmm. if we're talking about next gen, like I, I think I've said this before, but like um, you know these games are going to be huge file yeah, size wise. Oh yeah, like, you know so like that's not an <laughs> enjoyable experience. Like you can download mm-hmm. a game on a on an iPad and it'll take you five minutes. Yeah, you can't download because it's, it's like thirty megs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't download a, a you know a next gen title with you know 1080p graphics and, and L.A. Noir was on like what three discs? Yeah, yeah it was silly. It was massive. Yeah. And it's all so, those faces. Yeah, so yeah, it's man. it's absolutely ludicrous to think that that is somehow a preferable experience. And and I mean maybe they're. Um, you know, there, there are ways to speed it up on the server side, but mm-hmm. even still, that's not enough to make it that much of an instantaneous gratification thing. So I, th- I think retail is, is far too valuable to, to, for them to abandon at this point. Yeah. I, I agree with you in a sense, but I also disagree. Um, there, and there are two examples of that. One of which, um, you know, we were talking about how, you know, it would splinter the fan base and a lot of people aren't quite ready to, to you know, have their whole experience be downloadable without any kind of retail middleman. Well, once again, you know, look at Apple. I mean, apps are all over the place. Everyone's downloading apps. Everyone's using apps. But you can't go to a store and buy an app. You have to download it. Um, you know, you know, yeah, you can use your cell service if it's an iPhone game. But, I mean, those data plans are ridiculously expensive um, if you continually download shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're not very fast. I mean, yeah. So I mean the the, the yeah. counter problem there is that you know again it comes all back down to the you know the file size and the experience yeah. and um, the unification of the of the iTunes store I mean that's one you know that they're in, the you know thing that's backing it all is that one mm-hmm. unified storefront that's been commonly used for years yeah. I think you know part of the thing is that you know Apple has like progressively built it up over time whereas like this would be like a complete like you know, like 180 degree, you know, turn, it would just be like completely foreign to people. Um, but I, I don't know if it would though. I mean, we've, we've talked about Xbox Live Arcade and it's a hugely successful platform for Microsoft. Um, and even, you know, looking at PlayStation 3 with PSN, I mean, the kind of the idea is imbued into gamers that, yeah, you, if there are some experiences that if you want to play them, you gotta, you gotta download them. Yeah. And, uh, Talking about file size and, and games getting massive, um, I don't necessarily consider that a huge deterrent to a game success. I mean, you look at Steam, for example. I mean, Steam is hugely successful as a download-only platform. People are buying, you know, 
games like Skyrim that are just absolutely but gigantic. It's also a niche platform. I mean, PC is is a you know a really small segment of the audience at this point. Like, and if you know the idea, you know, if you look at the Xbox 360, that is mm-hmm. a platform that is designed is is their entire strategy is about broadening the the demographic like you know that's why they made it such a like a entertainment hub at this mm-hmm. point True. and and why usage is is you know back that up so i feel like you know sure like there there are success stories in the digital space as far as like you know purely digital platforms but mm-hmm. um you know the staple of of something that's like a little more mainstream focused like a game console is is the accessibility and, and kind of intuitive yeah. use of it so i don't know I, I think you know there's there's definitely strong arguments in both cases and but you know I'd, I'd also love to see you know statistics about how much of the actual audience uses you know arcade um how many people use the game on demand service as right. compared to own phys- go out and going out and buying the phys- physical disc maybe that's a poll we can do i don't know like I, mm-hmm. i'm just curious to see um, you know, what the, the real like hard facts are to see, you know, how, like if adoption is really that strong on, right. on, on that stuff. Yeah. And the problem with games on demand is that they very rarely, like I say very rarely, cause probably never, cause I don't, I can't think of a single example where a 360 game hit day and date yeah. on games on demand mm-hmm. and retail. It's always like, oh, remember this game that came out five years ago that yeah. nobody gave a shit about? It's here yeah. now. Yeah, you can get just cause one. <laughs> For $40. <laughs> it's like, no, like you can't release yeah. that in that marketplace when it's available elsewhere for cheaper and more like just more easily accessible yeah. you don't have to worry right. about waiting for it, all that shit well and and they really need to overhaul the digital purchases like history function of the <laughs> xbox yeah. like you know sure you can go in and, and find something that you you bought at one point but like it's not easy yeah i you don't know, know where yeah. it is yeah icloud you know for the for the ios platform and android you know with the the google play stuff they're doing like you can go in and just see chronologically you know where everything you've been you can search for stuff like it's it's very mm-hmm. simple to find things that you own even if it wasn't bought on that device, which is, is you, you you can do that on Xbox though. I mean, if you go to like account management, download history, yeah. it's yeah. it's just not, it's not simple as I'm saying. Like yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's not something that you know the common consumer would immediately recognize they could do. Like it's right. something we sure. as experienced Xbox users like have have come to know and, and adjust to. But I feel mm-hmm. like you know if I asked like my sister to tell me where her you know account purchases were on yeah. her xbox she'd be like uh <laughs> what <laughs> so uh yeah i mean it, it's it all comes down to those little things yeah yeah totally. not to, I mean, which isn't to say that it, it isn't possible i feel like mm-hmm. you know anything's possible i mean with the, with the windows uh you know kind of the metro ui they're working with like you know they clearly get that usability and, and intuition intuitive like control is is mm-hmm. the way they're going to really make the platform a, a big seller so um you know anything's possible yeah. And I totally agree with you on that. Like one of the things that I think Apple is doing awesomely in that regard when it comes to download history is it tells you which it, it, there's an option to filter out not just which, you know, games or apps or songs you've even downloaded, but also which ones currently aren't on your device. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it maps that kind of shit out for you, which is yeah. awesome. It's like, oh, well, I bought this app and I deleted it and, you know, I can't remember. And then, oh, shit, there it is. It's in this list because it's not on my device anymore. I can just re-download it. Yeah. Well, and part of that's the fundamental problem with, like, text entry on the 360. Like, you know, yeah. unless you have a keypad, it's the worst. Oh, like, it's, yeah. yeah. And maybe that's something they can fix with Connect, like voice command, like, you know, or voice search. It's like, you know, yeah. search for this game I purchased, like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and be able to just dictate it to the, the console. But, I mean, that kind of stuff would be awesome. Yeah, you can do, like, voice search with, with Bing and stuff, but yeah. I agree Bing. with you. It's not like, yeah, exactly yeah. but i mean it's not nearly as intuitive yet as it could be i mean if there if there's some like siri-esque functionality not yeah. to keep talking about apple i feel like i'm turning this into an apple podcast <laughs> but it's got effects on podcasts <laughs> it's low i'm just staring into his into his 
baby brown eyes. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, like, I, I guess, yeah, I, I go, like, kind of echoing that sentiment. Like, I, I think, you know, there's anything is possible at this point. Mm-hmm. I feel like they, they're, you know, I could be totally wrong, but, um, and, and, and I think there could be a lot of things that could really pave the way for a, a lot of these ideas that would be pretty exciting. Yeah, totally. And all, none maybe. of that can exist with the current Xbox interface. Yeah, no, no, not no. at all. Yeah, I mean, and for the record, I would be pretty pissed off if they went to a fully downloadable internet constantly required system <laughs> yeah that would yeah. piss me off to no end but yeah, absolutely i'm just hoping they don't options man gotta give them to the consumer to totally totally yep all right let's talk about something that came out this week and uh is pretty controversial <laughs> i guess <laughs> yeah maybe everyone knew it was gonna suck but yeah sorry to say yeah um connect star wars that, Womp. are you saying it sucks that's weird I don't know. Um, i'm very surprised I'm just saying it's not very good. Our very own uh, Anthony Gallegos reviewed it, um, gave it a 5.5. Indeed. And which, you know, he is probably the biggest Star Wars fan I've ever met in my life. And I've met a lot of Star Wars fans. And um, he talked about the game. And, you know, there were obviously huge, huge major issues that he didn't like about it. Um, But he did say... And, and I thought this was interesting, that he didn't hate it as much as he thought he would. Yeah. I mean, it sounded like there were some parts of the game that were actually kind of fun. Like yeah, he said, he that, liked the that, pod racing a lot. Yeah, he liked the pod racing. And, uh, you know, dancing, you know, screw that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's shit. And so bad. We, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I just thought it was interesting that, you know, that, that it wasn't a complete loss. Him. I mean, granted, a 5.5 is not a good game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, Anthony's like me. Like, we're just hopeless Star Wars fans. Like, yeah. whatever comes out, we'll we'll give it a shot. It's Even if it's garbage, it was like, cool, I got to do something in Star Wars. Yeah. But, man, that game, like, <clears> I just, I don't know. I want it to be so cool. I want it to be so much more than it is, yeah. which Anthony brings up. Like, it's it, it has all this potential, of yeah. course, that it just obviously does not live up to. Yeah, I mean, for me, the... You, know, I knew from the very beginning that it looked ridiculous. I mean, like, of course, you know, you, it's got this, like, cartoonish kind of awkward, like, lightsaber dueling yeah. and, then, like, the Rancor, like, like <laughs> The Rancor smash. looks so fun. It looks legit fun. Yeah. It looks well, exhausting. I mean, a lot yeah. of these things look, move around so much. They look absolutely ridiculous. And, uh, you know, a, a spit in the face, like, a, a spit in the face to, like, Star Wars fans from, like, any kind of, like, hardcore canon perspective. But at the very least, like... You're absolutely right, Mitch. It's like it's just just that experience, as ridiculous it is, just by having that franchise associated with it. That's that would have been fine for me. Mm -hmm. But the biggest problem is like the the tracking issues that um, you know Anthony called out pretty heavily in the in the review. It's like you know you like it would be a perfectly okay, albeit ridiculous game if it actually worked. If it functioned. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people would be, you know, they would totally, I mean, because who's really surprised by the blatant, you know, rip-off merchandising <laughs> attempts by Lucas at this point? I mean, Super like... Super bomb bad racing was amazing, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's let's not, let's not <laughs> pretend like this is some, like, holy franchise that can't be tarnished by Connect, but, yeah. like, you know, it's it's really, uh, you know, it's, it's really just comes down to the, the functional problems that I think that, uh, like, is most disappointing to me. It's present yeah. in every connect game i've ever played and i haven't played gunstringer but people whenever i bring up connect stuff that i have an issue with everyone always says oh you gotta play gunstringer which is true i do but like <laughs> yeah. every connect game i play i have some kind of problem where just yeah the detection mm-hmm. is not there yeah 
And right. developers don't accommodate for that in any way. They're just like, nah, fuck it. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing, what we wanted to do, even though it doesn't work at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's really kind of reflective in the in the demographics of the games they're releasing. I mean, like, mm-hmm. this is a game totally geared towards children, um, casual players. Right now. Yeah. Like, the, that, yeah. that 10 to 15 audience who are, like, yeah. nuts for Clone Wars. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, Connect as a whole. I mean, you look at, like, it's, it's, it's about getting people involved who don't... So, basically... It's my way of convincing my girlfriend to play Xbox because she won't mm-hmm. play anything else. Like, you know, it's it, it's 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 that kind of thing where it's like gamers who want to involve their friends and family and, yeah. and spouses or whoever um, that don't otherwise wouldn't. So I when I look at Connect games, it's 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 all pretty evident there. And it's like, OK, well, that's just the nature of the device. Yeah. So, I mean, would you consider it then? And I'm going to go off kind of on a tangent here, but. Would you consider it like a chicken or egg style argument? Where what like, the fuck are you talking about? I'm already <laughs> confused. <laughs> Hear me out. Chickens. Yep. All right. These developers, they're making these Connect games, but what they may basically focus on are these broad range of motions for the device. Like, you know, you're not you're not getting really precise right. and and finite with your movements when you're using the force. You're not like sticking your fingers out and expecting lightning bolts to be shooting from them you're just kind of waving around and slashing your arm around like you like you're holding a lightsaber or a lightsaber is duct taped to the palm of your hand or whatever mm-hmm. you know you you've got all this broad range of motion going on it's not really focusing on the finite things and it makes it look like it's a technically imprecise experience because that's how you're playing it um but when you look at the audience that these developers are, are working for we're thinking of like children, non-gamers, people yeah. who people aren't, who wouldn't notice, people who don't <laughs> yeah. recognize, people it, yeah. who wouldn't notice because yeah. that's what they're doing when they play these games. Yeah. I mean, they're not gamers; they're not being very precise with their their movements. They're not trying to pull off headshots. They're trying to like freak out in the living room. I feel like it's a, it's a bit of column A and column B. Yeah. Um, you know, th- there is that element of like this is the demographic we're designing for, so mm-hmm. we don't really have to focus on being technically precise. But there's also a limitation of the hardware. Um, you know, one of the most frustrating things I found about Connect um, was that you know midway through development, like you know before release, mm-hmm. um, in that year after announcement, they dropped the internal processor, which basically killed the precision element. Yeah. It reduced the cost, which you know turned out to be a good business move for Microsoft, but mm-hmm. from an experience perspective, it's what really limits the platform from really giving like true one-to-one detection or like closer yeah. to one-to-one. Right. Yeah, that's detection. why it has like the the little half-second delay. Inpe- mm-hmm. Input lag. You've got you know problems actually kind of detecting points. Like you know like yeah. the, the problem is like, the the initial tech that was built on. Mm-hmm. We saw at GDC I think like three four years ago. It was like made by an independent company I think from uh, I want to say Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and so we saw it, and we were like, "This is amazing! Like, it counts the fingertips on your, you know, it could count your fingertips. It could show like Minority Report style, like, you know, as you pull shit around, mm-hmm. and like, it looks amazing." And you know, Microsoft went and bought that company, and they, you know, turned it into something they could make a, a much higher profit from, you right. know, within the context of the Xbox, <laughs> with the Xbox 360. I was going to call it Xbox. The, <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> the Xbox. The Xbox 360. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> By the way, that was a really sad story. Yeah. About just the torpedoing of that company. Yeah. Well, I mean, it happens all the time in the tech universe, but like yeah. usually, you know, when someone like Google does it, they like take that technology and they make it into something, you know, they, they harness the power of it as opposed to dismantling it for evil. <laughs> uh, well, that's not entirely true. Google does that shit all the time too. But I mean, you know, in the case of something like where it's like really consumer focused, like from an entry level perspective, like, mm-hmm. you know, Microsoft took it and, and, and really kind of gutted it. So like, I feel like 
Connect 2 or, you know, Xbox 720 with integrated yeah. Connect or whatever will have that element of precision. I feel like we'll get an- another, a whole new experience in terms of um, games that are being, you know, kind of mm. optimized for controllerless control. Star Wars Connect 2. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars Connect 2 is going to be awesome. Connect Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Oh, God. Battlefront 3. Maybe Attack of Clones. Oh, on Connect. <laughs> Make it stop. Uh, that's like, have you, did you guys catch up on that? Like, yeah. I know it was kind of late breaking, but there was like more Battlefront 3 footage. Yeah. What? I, I saw some. I got to go. <laughs> did, you, did you not see <laughs> it? No. Oh, oh yeah. That's right. You were doing a the demo. The last thing I heard was it was on the Raccoon City disc. There were like yeah, images so there was of that, and, shit. and then there's some dude oh, on weird. YouTube uplo- without sourcing uploaded footage of... Uh, like at pre-alpha footage from like 2009 um, huh. of Battlefront 3. Is that newer than the Free Radical demo we saw? <sighs> I don't remember. God damn, dude. That hit, the history of that game is going to be... Somebody needs to write a it's book a about it. It's a pretty lengthy crazy. gameplay session. Like, you know, it's, it looks like it's really rough. Like, no, you know, the, it, the frame rate yeah. per- performance was totally off. Like, it's, I think it was running on a 360 or something. Hmm. Uh, I, but I only got to see it only a few minutes before came, coming in here. But, uh, yeah, like, they show, you know, hopping into a uh, ship and flying up into space and engaging in, like, a space battle and then coming back down and fighting yeah. with people. Which on is the... what they wanted to do with Battlefront 2. But yeah. PlayStation 2 just couldn't handle that shit. Yeah. But is this the one that's being developed by, by spark spark yeah so no this is spark the one that was free radical like oh, okay. um so it may not look anything like that now but it was it, it's it, just I more fodder can guarantee you it doesn't yeah like <laughs> legendary the box was such a piece of shit i don't really have faith in man compared to turning <laughs> point that game was a goddamn gem <laughs> okay. well i mean the, there was also that like uh, like the the free radical guys were like yeah we're taking the code with us like or you know it died with us is yeah. i think one of the, the kind of most resounding statements from that that whole Boy. debacle so yeah, I'm so, I was so excited for that game um, from everything I'd heard. But yeah, this footage is not really compelling. But the the poster, you know, prefaces it, uh, prefaces eh, he prefaces it prefaces it <laughs> by saying uh, that it's a very early build, and he actually right. saw further footage that was much better along, much further along. But this hmm. is like you know just more fodder for people to be mad that that game died. He yeah. said further along, but not necessarily better. <laughs> so. I, yeah, yeah. This is more of a game. Yeah. This is closer to what will be on store shelves. Yeah, someday. like the textures were bad. Like the, like, there's just like ragdoll physics were awful. It's just, yeah. I weak. really don't understand why LucasArts would hunt down Spark for that game. Like, hey, cool. You're a totally unproven developer who's made two really awful shooters. You want to make the most successful Star Wars shooter ever made? Like, it's our most profitable, profitable, like, well, clearly they strive for excellence with Star Wars Connect. Oh man, I think LucasArts doesn't give a shit. Really, maybe LucasArts is trying to pull off some like producers' move where they just destroy Star Wars as we know it to get like <laughs> some sort of insurance check or yeah, something. I need to see that too. I feel yeah, like they just need to. I think they just want to get out of the hole because this game's been in development for ages and yeah. they've lost a ton of money on it and they like just want nine thousand different it developers just, it started out as this weird little tech demo for connect and then everyone was like oh yeah that's a game right that's a game right that's happening right you guys <laughs> oh, are doing Star Wars connect yeah, yeah, like, uh, about, yeah but... yes <laughs> yeah yeah it's so sad that like that first demo they showed with like that kid with the lightsaber mm-hmm. and he's just chopping up droids it's like, oh that's uh, literally the game that came out five years later 
<laughs> there was like two sweet two weeks yeah. ago there was this that raw like b-roll footage that had no music to it that it was just amazing like, I, like it's, you just watch that and it sums it up because it gives you the real world experience so like instead of watching you know like a fun music going along with it and people look mm-hmm. like they're having a blast it's just like somebody in a room like you know it's, it's microsoft produced b-roll um yeah for you know whatever what they were going to use it for but it's much more indicative of the real life experience because it's people playing swipe, you know, swipe, by themselves wait, in a, swipe swipe yeah. push wait yeah well they need to bring back star wars kid for their marketing <laughs> oh yeah the lightsaber duel guy <laughs> that dude is awesome yeah That's all right guys time. <laughs> uh, let's move on to some emails email oh why so sad email there you go thank you yeah, there's you, that energy you came into this podcast saying you were gonna be so energetic i know like, and i got died, so much dude. energy and <laughs> i'm like Bleh. yeah, yeah. And then i started drinking this nice tea as oh. now i'm all relaxed sleepy time tea <laughs> relaxed. yeah oolong tea mm. Blake says, <laughs> that, was, that was an amazing little coordinated coup you guys just did. Yeah. Good. Mm, Good job, was Scott. Was it? I didn't even notice. Me either. That's great. <laughs> that was unconscious synchronicity. Or, or uteri or licked. Or <laughs> uteri. Leaked. Linked. God, holy <laughs> shit, I can't talk today. I've heard you say the word uterus like 40 times the past four days. Or it's uteri it's, or it's the word of the week. It's a good one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> derailed again derailed derailed <laughs> all right what, what? Nice. blake says as a hardcore sega fanboy it pains me to even ask but with sega having financial problems and microsoft in need of some exclusive ips wouldn't it make sense for microsoft to acquire sega no. and with it oh you have some strong feelings mitch i just and Carry with on. it, their large library of IPs that span several decades. I know this may be far-fetched, considering that Sega still makes plenty of cash from sales on Nintendo platforms, as well as iOS, but it would seem that some kind of exclusivity deal might still benefit both companies. Sega gets some marketing and promotional assistance, while Microsoft gets some much-needed exclusive titles with built-in nostalgic appeal. A Space Channel 5 Connect game, anyone? No. What do you think, Mitch? They made that game. It was called Connect Star Wars. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, so, so when when all this Sega shit broke last week, last mm-hmm. week, yeah, last week. So if you if you missed that story, Sega had massive layoffs. Their American office is almost shut down, aside from a few jobs left to just kind of like hold the tent poles of that place, right? Just to keep it standing. They yeah. uh, Sega decided that they were not going to publish anything that wasn't called Alien, Sonic, Football Manager, or Total War. Total War. Yep. The four most profitable Sega franchises. Mm-hmm. Which Simplification. leads... What? Simplification. I thought you said civilization, and I, my <laughs> mind was just like, no. What? Just melted uh-uh. Mitch. No. Simplifying their catalog, man. It's, yeah. That's yeah. smart business. So that's four franchises, which leaves, you know, that's a lot of properties that they were going to publish that are just not going to see release, presumably, at least from Sega. Mm-hmm. Um, like Anarchy Reigns, which is looking fantastic. It's not. The game looks terrible. I had to text sarcasm. It's awful. <laughs> um, I just feel like that would not be a good buy for Microsoft. Like, yeah, Sonic would be a cool exclusive for them, um, but I don't think a Sonic or a Sega just wouldn't give up Sonic on 3DS because, goddamn, that makes so much money. Yeah. Um, and B, there's just like that. Those are interesting properties, but long term, can Microsoft make enough money on them off of those to justify buying Sega? The juice ain't worth the squeeze, bro. Word. That's true. Yeah, I think that would be a very, very poor investment for them. I assume Sega's going to try to rebuild its brand with new properties and mm-hmm. stuff, 
Um, but they really can't afford to take risks at this point. And I mean, they, I mean, the other option is they sell rights individually. Yeah, yeah like, like they sell off aliens to 2K or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, an entire company buyout would be stupid for any like you know parent company yeah. to to try to invest in. But and yeah, it, it just wouldn't happen. Like Microsoft is not going to look at Sega and be like, well, they just got rid of all that stuff and they have uh, four viable properties and nothing else. We should buy them. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, if if Microsoft were to sweep in and be the knight in shining armor and and which is what happens in the corporate low, world all the time. High. Yeah, I mean yeah. they would they would have Sega and all of these properties, not just the the four that are known to be safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean they would because Sega, regardless of what they're doing with their development time or with their production studios, right. still retains these ideas. Yeah, they have all the rights I mean, to the they, old stuff. Yeah, they own them. So I mean, uh, Microsoft would be able to weigh that and say, okay, well maybe you know we probably won't get a lot of money out of out of column a but yeah. right here in b we see potential in this title anarchy reigns or and then microsoft Space can Channel start producing sega hardware again oh my god a microsoft <laughs> sega genesis we're going down a very dark heartbreaking path yeah. when we start talking about <laughs> resurrecting <laughs> sega consoles yeah i just don't think that the sega exclusives are the the much needed exclusives you're looking for blake on 360 but we'll see i mean no Space Channel 5. Indeed. Connect. No. <laughs> no! Yeah, that's pretty much Dance Central without aliens. Though. Super Monkey Ball on Connect exclusive. Oh, man. That'd be crazy. So, yeah. Jesse says, if you could combine any two games ever, what would they be and why? Mine would be Dead Rising 2 and Just Cause 2 because the fun of both of them with the free... Wait. Just Cause 2 because of the fun... Of both of them with the freedom of Just Cause 2. I think I know what he's trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Those games is fun, and Just Cause 2 is big. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a pretty much a, like a total summary of yeah, all my, those games. So he'd be like, <laughs> so your game then would be Dead Cause 2 and would take Don't, place in a... S- nope, stop. <laughs> <laughs> take place in an island <sighs> with dead people? <sighs> Wait. That know. already happened. That happened last year. Dead Rising. Or Dead dead island oh yeah. <laughs> yeah oh yeah i've said it before and i'll say it again um i want to see like left for dead meets world of warcraft i want a zombie mmo a zombie mmo Ooh. yeah that'd be a good one yeah i want to roam you know areas and like ne- like meet survivors and fight off hordes of uh like you know npc um zombies and mm-hmm. collect resources and make fortresses and shit i uh, would i would invest heavily in that hmm. um I'm just going to say black and white and any third-person action game so that we can get a new fucking act razor. Because <laughs> that's all I want in life is another you're, act razor. You're digging deep in that one. Dude, that game is the closest thing to my heart. Yeah. Yep, that's all I want. Black and white would be What about you, Shopper? Awesome. Um, man, I don't know. I thought about this one for a while. And mm. maybe like a Halo game mixed with like a Deus Ex-style mechanic. Of going around talking to people and like basically like an building adventure game set in that world. Yeah, yeah, that would be dope. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Like well, you could uh, troll the streets of New Mombasa and mm-hmm. like hide from people and mm. rob oh. candy bars from garbage cans. Alternatively, I want a game boxes. that is like Far Cry Three, but is just Far Cry Two. <laughs> <laughs> so you want Far Cry Three blended with Far Cry Two? Correct. Okay. Far with Cry all 2. the bad 5. shit from Far Cry Three gone. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. 
Good call. Good call. Good calls all around. <laughs> Patrick says, do you guys think Microsoft will include some backwards compatibility and save some money in production costs by not including storage in the next Xbox? Instead, let us pop out our slim drives and pop in the, pop it in the next iteration of the Xbox. <clears throat> Would also save servers from getting slammed from re-downloading from the cloud as well, assuming XBLA games will be compatible. I think XBLA games will be the only backward compatible things we'll see on Durango. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I it's you know, I I don't think you can really say include backwards compatibility and cut costs in the same sentence because I mean, backwards compatibility that costs money. You have to implement yeah. the the hardware that will take advantage of these old games and uh considering, you know, the the huge variety and discrepancy in 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 the hardware between generations of systems i mean you remember the original xbox had like nvidia processors in it and shit and and what is what does the 360 have in it low uh so it's nvidia again i want to say or no am i wrong what am i thinking of no ps3 is yeah ps3 NVIDIA. had nvidia uh, yeah so xbox it's is, an ati, is ATI card. Right? Uh-huh. yeah and then the new one is also amd um so there would be some element of connect, like compatibility there. Well, they could talk right. to each other then, in theory. Yeah, they could, but but will they? It, it would still be <laughs> emotion yeah. engine. Yeah, I mean they're they're using very similar um, structures, so it's like an IBM yeah. Power PC CPU for the 720, mm-hmm. um, allegedly a six core, um, and then the. the th- 360 was it a two or three core? I can't remember. Anyways, but it was a power PC and yeah. it was uh, you know ATI card, so um, very very similar infrastructure. And now with the PlayStation Four rumors um, or you know the report today that we put up, um, you know it too will also be uh, AMD powered GPU. So hmm. developers, hooray! So what you're telling me is that I'll be able to play Xbox 360 games on PlayStation Four. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's okay. exactly what's gonna happen. No problem. I think backward compatibility is a thing of the past. I, I don't think, think we'll ever see that again on consoles. It's yeah. I mean, in previous generations, it's just kind of been a stopgap to try to get early adopters on mm-hmm. board. Um, you kind of see that um, just per each um, hardware revision mm-hmm. that they've been doing with consoles. Yeah. I mean, how long did it take them to knock backwards compatibility out of the PS3? Like, I think two models, and then yeah. like not even two years and then it was just gone i've also said this before and i'll say it again i'd love to see statistics about how many people actually use the backwards compatibility as far as like physical disc like you throw in like your ps2 disc and your ps3 do you actually play it i do that on ps3 never on xbox i have xbox games but it's like oh cool none of these are backward compatible so yeah cool you do that on your ps3 oh yeah i play ps2 games all the time really yeah i still buy ps2 games I wonder just to really catch up on shit. I feel like you're in the minority there. Oh, yeah, I'm absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Nobody yeah. goes back and goes like, oh, man, I need to replay that PS1 JRPG. Yeah. See this right really now. awesome <laughs> high-res uh, Metal Gear Solid? I'm going to go back and play the sh- sh- shittier one. Yep. But yep. in terms of, like, sales data and what actually works for backwards mm-hmm. compatibility and how many people are playing them, um, I think that Xbox Originals is a pretty good indicator of, of that. And, yeah. you know... How it existed for four seconds. Yeah, I mean, and nobody, it came out and they're like, hey, you can play... Halo, Max Payne, all this stuff yeah. on Xbox Originals, mm-hmm. and everyone said, cool, and went on to playing more 360 games. <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody really yep. gave a shit. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think backwards compatibility, it, it's expensive. It takes development time to actually try to implement that in your hardware. Um, and considering, and cost, yeah. Yeah. So, it's like cost per unit. I mean, yeah. this is just added stuff that you have to put inside of each bit of hardware that you're selling. Yeah. 
and uh, you know it adds up and it doesn't service the bulk of your consumer so yeah bad business and in terms of being able to pop out your hard drive i mean that's even more difficult to try to think that they would implement hardware backwards compatibility you know that's even tougher to see than than uh software yeah i mean i could see it existing as some sort of like connection kit like you get a cable and you can import stuff but as far as like just popping it in and you're good to go like you know when you when you move between like software between that like you always have to reformat like you know like there's like you like when you're when it's that kind of custom tailored and proprietary like that you you have to format either way mm-hmm. so like recovery is not simple in that case and it probably cost prohibitive so yeah yep tim says i remember hearing of a new south park game when you played as, where you played as a kid a new kid in south park fighting to save the town against old and new bad guys from the franchise tenement's revenge doesn't sound like that game from your review <laughs> any news no. on that game so the rpg from thq right yeah these yeah this is obsidian, obsidian yeah. develops oh uh, yeah yeah those also are two totally is, different games <laughs> also is tenderman's revenge cross-platform or xbla exclusive i can answer that right now no it's xbla exclusive mm. um but yeah going back to the obsidian um game yeah it's a completely different game that one was going to be a uh, a retail game Mm-hmm. Um, is or was is oh, is oh i think it yeah. was i was like I, I think i did say it i mean thq was. and obsidian just got slammed with layoffs so yeah yeah they're both but, i mean that game still exists. it's too big of a game to ignore yeah. really yeah and i mean they're yeah that game's gonna do huge fucking bank for them too like yeah. they're gonna make so much money off south park hopefully hopefully it, it saves both I mean, of them from i mean crap. unless it sucks <laughs> yeah unless it sucks of course yeah but yeah it's a completely different game um we're still trying to get more info on it it's kind of under the radar now i mean there's a big reveal a few months ago on it um how much how much do you know about it no Rachel? nothing just yeah. what they do we even have like a like range before. like q4 nope. 2012 or anything like that no. i don't no. think so weird i think it was just the reveal was hey look at this thing that exists and then that was it mm. yeah they went dark it looks just like south park yep <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, rest assured that's a completely different game so and <laughs> and as far as tenderman's revenge goes it's i thought it was fairly decent um you know, if if you're a huge South Park fan, which it sounds like you are, um, you know, it's definitely worth the fan service. It's not it, it there's a lot of like references to kind of the newer episodes of the show, like the the PP Land one or whatever where the one where all the pissing in the pool. Um, That's even newer the than I've seen. Yeah. I'm like two years behind. Yeah, and the uh the the episode where, you know, hamsters take over and they end up going to South America to do something and it's, it's show, really hard dude. to explain yeah there's so much crazy canon for that show at this a point. lot of stuff happening yeah. now in the show yeah. but so if you're if you like that kind of stuff you'll you'll get a kick out of tenderman's revenge you'll get a chuckle gameplay i wasn't so hot on there was a lot wrong with it um a lot of like stupid issues with that game that I I just didn't get I heard there were a lot of problems with like the, the multiplayer mechanic where like you absolutely required a character to access certain things yep. and progress and if they died they were out like you can't get them back so yeah like, exactly. you can't finish if they if your if your friend dies exactly whatever. and and the the whole mechanic is based around collecting these time cores that are all around and you get to a point where that's the only way that you can unlock stages to go on is if you collect all these time cores mm. but like you were saying you know it, there are sections of in there are entire levels and sections where you'll just have to have a certain character to access these time cores <sighs> And if you don't have that character, if you're not playing as that character from the very start of that stage, and the stages are pretty long. I mean, you'll, you'll spend a decent amount of time in each of these stages before you get to another checkpoint where it'll actually save your game and allow you to exit out and select a new stage. Um, 
But yeah, uh, if you don't have enough time cores, you have to go back and replay levels yeah. as different kids just to get them. It's Yeah, no thanks. It was very frustrating and, and pretty annoying. Um, but that said, if if you're a South Park fan and you just want to see Mr. Hanky and ride around in a train made out of shit, then then yeah, go ahead. Play it. Uh, Definitely try the trial version before you make any sort of rash decision to it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> quick little bit. I forgot uh, the mm-hmm. Battlefield patch came for 360 today or yesterday. Is that the one that That's fixes right. it from being totally broken? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and <Good>. offers the <laughs> rent a server. Only Great. six months later. Uh, Tina and her husband and I try to like rent a server and they're all full. So. Oh, good. Good oh, luck man. with that. <laughs> Pretty successful so far then. Um, but yeah, I haven't had a chance to download and try, but apparently like a lot of fixes there. So you I'm excited know, for that. You guys play on 360? What, as opposed to PC? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I play both. But okay. I, I prefer 360 just because I'm like more casual when I get home. I just yeah. want to chill. I just didn't get a 360 copy. Mm. Bought it on PC. Because I was it? like, I built a rig, and now I can run this thing. You should get it. We play pretty regularly. So, Anyways, cool. that's that's a personal discussion we yep. can take offline. <laughs> Let's like, continue talking about it. I'm sure the guys it. at home oh, just want to listen to us Tell me what talk. else you're playing, Scott. Oh, yeah, that, let's, let's swap gamer tags. <laughs> <laughs> and and that went, that went uh, that's the patch that went live on... Uh, PS3 and PC last week. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so now cool. it's finally available. It's like a gig, so prepare for that long download time. Yay, um, excellent. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Cool. Awesome. Anthony says, I'm sure I know the answer to this, but I just want to confirm. Is Star Wars 360 available only in bundle form with Kinect? I want a 360 since I don't have one, but I don't care for Kinect. Hoping I can get the system for cheaper. Dude, this is probably the biggest dilemma in my life right now. I would also like to know the answer to this question because so, I want that. I want that R two D two three sixty, but I don't want I, another Connect. Never mind the one I have. I have oh. an answer for you though. Um, the bundle only includes Connect because it's a marketing bundle made yep. to sell Connect Star Wars. Made to sell that yeah. piece so of shit the, game. You you can't really have one without the other. Unfortunately, that oh. said, you can take your Connect and the copy of Connect Star Wars into any Best Buy. Or GameStop and just trade that shit in. Yeah. They'll give you some money and you'll get a little it'll something s- back. It'll soften the blow. Or you it can always go blow. like the CDR route and go Craigslist and hope to not get stabbed <laughs> yep. in an alley. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the number of SKUs that actually include Connect these days is kind of upsetting. Like, yes, I mean, obviously, all of you. Yeah, we well, have the baseline arcade one, which is like the cheapest one. It's just like you get nothing and yep. the controller. But like, mm-hmm. um, then like every like premium model includes Connect. Like, it's just their way of getting Connect into homes and mm-hmm. hopefully getting yep. users out of it. But so they can say they made like, oh, we sold 40 million Connects last year. And they were bundled in. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. People didn't have a choice. But yep. yeah, I mean, if you, if you want that system that badly, there are certainly ways to. Yeah. To get rid of the Connect and the and the Connect Star Wars because if you don't have Connect, then what the hell do you need that for anyway? Yeah, it would be more expensive for you to find the console by itself. Than, probably, yeah. Yeah, people would probably be mm-hmm. selling that on eBay for like you know ridiculous amounts. <laughs> that said, if you want an R two D two Connect device, I'm pretty sure those are going to be all over eBay <laughs> and fucking yeah. yep. Craigslist for like forty bucks. Just yeah. fucking take it. Just get it out of my house. Fuck well, it. and I just love that you know they had the arcade bundle that was like you know just a pure white one. Uh-huh. They basically just took the Star Wars one, took off the blue shit, changed <laughs> the sound, and we're like, okay, well here's a new model. Yeah, here <laughs> like, you go. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Business. <laughs> and Mike says, hope you guys are having a good show today. Looking forward to hearing it. Well, you are currently It is a good show it. today. How is that we for We are having for a great meta? show. Time travel. 
This Wednesday night and Saturday, a few of us from the Unlocked Facebook group are going to meet up a couple times, or meet up for a couple of games online. Uh, welcome to join us and invite any, any other fans of the show and check us, and check out our Facebook event page. So, you hear that. Um, you're, if you're listening to the podcast right now, uh, tonight, Wednesday night. Perhaps now. Perhaps now, this moment. even. Um, the uh, Podcast Unlocked Facebook group is going to be meeting up online and playing games. Um, definitely check out the page. There's going to be a link on the Podcast Unlocked page where this podcast is currently posted. Um, if you downloaded the podcast off of iTunes, um, please... It's, it's probably Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably Thursday, so you may have missed it. But there's yeah. also a Saturday one. Yep. Um, yep. So if you miss it tonight, um, Wednesday night, I guess I should say, yep. depending on when you're listening to this podcast, uh, definitely uh, hit up the Facebook group and find out what's going on <clears throat> on Saturday. This is all for celebration for our... Year, Yay! year, not fifty. That already happened. Uh, yeah. For our wonderful year of being a podcast, that Facebook group yeah. is kind of awesome because there are they people are. just like like ten guys in there at any time, just like mm -hmm. in the group chat, just hanging out. It's awesome. So yeah, they'll they'll tell you like what's going on moment to moment, what they're playing, where you can find them. Definitely yeah. all that nonsense. That's why podcast unlock fans are amazing. All right. So that said, let's move on to some MBKs. Mubbks. Mubbks. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, this one's a little a little esoteric, but good luck. Uh, Mike says, uh, Bruce Springsteen, Biffy Clyro, or the Gaslight Anthem? These are three bands. These are actually three oh, of Mike's fuck. favorite bands. Or performers, I guess, because Bruce Springsteen is... So, wait, Bruce Springsteen who? Biffy Clyro. I don't know what that is. And... <laughs> is that what the youths are listening to these days? <laughs> That's what the kids are listening to. And the Gaslight Anthem. You're looking which at one, me like which you want, one sounds you want better? So I've decided that um, this MBK sucks. Sorry, Mike, because uh, I don't know who any of these people are. You know who Bruce Springsteen is? No, no. What? No. I mean, I'm trolling you. I know who Bruce Springsteen is. You troll. Um, so I've decided to to rewrite this MBK. So okay, what do you got? Um, uh, Biffy Clyro is now Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay, and that's my Mary. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen is now Bruce Willis, who's my boff. Okay. And the Gaslight Anthem is the Canadian national anthem, which I'm killing. Really. Oh, Canada. Traitor. Oh, Canada. Are you kidding me? Buffy Summers. Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian. You're, you're really missing the object of this, I don't. Uh, this, this task. It's supposed to be challenging. I like the way you work, Mitch. I so challenged do, the challenge. I'm going to do exactly the same thing. <laughs> Bruce Willis. No. Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Banner. Okay. Tear that ass From, off. Uh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to boff him. Because that's hotness. Uh, Biffy Clyro is Biff Tannen from uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> is that your Mary? Yeah. yeah. Exciting. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marry him because, you know, he's, he's, he's a lover and yeah. a fighter. Okay. And Gaslight Anthem, I'm going to say, um, yeah, let's make that an actual Gaslight. <laughs> I don't need that. I'm going like, like, to. I hate when my Gaslight turns on in my car. Tool. No, 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 like the, the well, I mean the, the gas gauge. Oh, you mean like like the, the fuel gauge in my car okay. when it when that light comes on. I, oh, like I hate your, it and I get pissed off. pilot light. Yeah, I got I to gotta buy gas and fuck you. So. Scott? Uh, let me see the list again. I got to see these <laughs> names so I can make a visual. Well, I already crossed a bunch of shit out. Oh, good, but... thanks. Um, so I'm going to keep Bruce Springsteen on there because I actually know who that is. So. Uh, You're born I, to run. Uh, born I would uh, well. probably marry him. He seems like an insightful kind of dude. Um, an old and rich score. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Cliffy, I see the, the 
Biffy, Biffy Chiro. Oh, and I immediately just assumed that he was talking about Cliffy B when I first heard it. <laughs> well, so, you go. so I'm going to uh, awesome. boff Cliffy B because okay. he's muscular and he looks like he could hold me after. Um, <laughs> and then the Gaslight Anthem. I don't even know what to make a parallel there. Um, you could just I, kill that. I think I'll, yeah, I'll just kill the Canadian uh, National Anthem with you. <laughs> mm, good. Yeah. A fine choice. There you yeah. go. Good MBK. Yeah. No, nothing, uh, no slight against your choice of music, Mike. Well, I, I'm going to go ahead and buff your your choices. <laughs> because you, you have very yeah. eclectic tastes. That yeah, I don't know any of these people. Probably, yeah, no, no, probably yeah. much cooler than anyone in this room. Yeah. 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 This is actually is... irrefutable proof that you're cooler than all of us. I've been listening to exactly. Silent Hill music on Spotify, so I can't really <laughs> say anything uh, about taste. So I've recently discovered um, this, like, I think I, this this group in uh, Los Angeles that specializes in trailer music. So all these awesome trailers that you hear the music to, you're like, fuck, this gets me ja- like jacked up. I'm ready mm-hmm. to like do stuff. Uh, it's called Two Steps From Hell. It's like this this production company, and they release their songs on iTunes. So like the trailer from the Mass Effect 2, or the song from the Mass Effect tra- 2 trailer, um, like Star Trek, that game, the, the movie from like 2011 or whatever, 10 or whatever it was. Yeah, that one. Um, like all that awesome trailer music is downloadable, so I just write to that. So I, um, that is that is my nice. music. That's how nerdy I am, I guess, at the at the moment. So sounds like you get pretty amped when you're writing shit. Bam! That's why every tech article ends with "fuck yeah" <laughs> <laughs> and "blah" is the start to it. Yeah. <laughs> blah. Apple today announced. Derailing. Awesome. I love it. It's great. Ignacio says, um, Peach, Daisy, and Zelda. Now, when we got this email from Ignacio, um, he did give us some shit. He flipped us some shit for what we've said about boff, uh, buffing, boffing being. Sure. As being, you know, Candlelit a bit dinners. too late. Yeah. yeah. We say it's candlelit oh, dinners that email? and steak dinners. Just... Yeah. Okay. He got pretty pissed off about that. He said that we should be, you Right. Know, you take your wife out explicit. for a nice steak dinner, not someone yeah. you boff. You boff yeah. and forget. You take them to a yeah. CD back alley, right? Okay. Yeah. So which of which of these fine Nintendo ladies would we do? So it was Zelda. Bad things. Peach and Daisy. Peach and Daisy. Which one's Daisy from? Daisy is the brunette with the yellow dress. Um, that's who I'm gonna marry because she's the only one who uh, doesn't get herself in trouble every four seconds. From she the, seems like a reliable, nice lady. The Mario franchise. Yeah. Oh. Mm. She was the one in Super Mario Land. Yes. I'm awful with Nintendo stuff. Dude. She was on the on the plane she's, at the end. Yes. Uh, well, I like Daisy's Brunette, so I'm going to go castle. with Mary there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there you go. And these other two are just problem problem childs, children's, <laughs> problem makers. Problem children's. Um, oh, killed Daisy. Just a bitch. She keeps getting caught. <laughs> uh, and you then, mean Peach? <laughs> or, yeah. What did I say? Daisy's the good one. Oh, I Who said, doesn't get I thought captured. I said Peach. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, so Peach. Kill her. Yeah. Um, and then Zelda the, at least can fend for herself. Yeah, she's got sometimes. magics and stuff, so yep. I'll go on a date with her. Yep, yep, yep. That sheet costume. <laughs> Whoa. I'm gonna marry Zelda, um, boff Daisy, mm-hmm. and kill Peach. Sorry, Peach. Everyone hates. Not Peach. really. You suck. <laughs> yeah. Although she did fend have a really yourself, awesome. God damn it. She did have a really awesome <laughs> DS game. She did. Yeah, that was a good game. Well, she also kicks ass in uh, Smash Brothers, doesn't that she? That doesn't count. No, and Super Mario Brothers too. She could do yeah. that floaty jump thing. Yeah. So could Luigi. Buy a handgun or something. Luigi could not. Luigi kicked his feet and hovered using his feet. His feet, Steven. He didn't. Luigi's need... jumping sucked ass. 
You can take that to the bank. He went straight up. He was too slow. You can navigate him. Peach was the superior jumper. I just need need to make a note on this paper that says Steven is an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally what he's writing right now. I can see it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Talal says, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, or Kill Bill? Um, Tarantino. So in that order, Mary Boff Kill, Mary Reservoir Dogs, Boff Pulp Fiction, and Kill Kill Bill, because that movie's awful. Really? Wow. Yeah. That, those are strong. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to marry Kill Bill. What? I love it. Yep. Watch really? me. Really? Watch me. You're, you're going to be in attendance at that wedding. Uh, I'll, I'll be the one going, I object. Don't do it, Stephen. She <laughs> doesn't even do love it. you. You're going to be like Dustin Hoffman in The Graduate. Um, that was a deep cut of a reference. Not really. Really? Do people reference The Graduate regularly? I do. I, shit. I suck. It's wholesome humor. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> all right and i'm gonna right. buff reservoir dogs and i gotta say i'm gonna be controversial here and kill pulp fiction it's it's a good movie i just think it's a little overrated all right uh i'm going to marry pulp fiction because it has kept me happy for years Ooh. um i'm going to uh I'm going to boff uh, Kill Bill just because it's young and exciting um, and kill uh, Reservoir Dogs just because it's oh, it's, it's, it's Why it's do the Reservoir Dogs hate? I don't hate it. I love Reservoir Dogs. Because you're putting me in a, in a confined space here. i got to claw my way out. <laughs> kill Bill and Res Dogs are like my two favorite Tarantinos. And mm. Pulp Fiction is uh, not a distant third, but you can still see it in your rearview mirror. Yeah. but. Royale with cheese, man. I really like Pulp Fiction, but Inglorious Bastards is better. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to think about that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Travis says, Just Cause 2, Crackdown 1, and Saints Row 2. In man, another crack... Or, or another uh, Just Cause. Yeah, man. The, the game comes up a lot because it's fucking amazing. Mary. Just Cause 1 or 2? Two? 2. Oh, okay. You'd kill Saints Row 2? Sadly, yeah. I, oh. When it comes to these... I just said Saints Row 1. Oh. Crackdown one, Crackdown one. Ah, yes. Um, and I just I had such an amazing experience with Crackdown one that I got to keep it around, mm. at least for a little loving on the side. Interesting. I would uh, marry Saints Row two, uh, boff Crackdown one, and kill Just Cause two. Just Cause two is good, but I don't think it's as good as uh, the other two on the Dude, that that you could steal a military jet and then surf on it. I know. Amazing. I did that quite a few times. So but good. Yeah, it's I don't know. All right, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. I would marry uh, Crackdown One uh, mm-hmm. because it's it was one of my favorite games at the time mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. still is. Um, I would uh, boff uh, Saints Row Two just because it seems like a, a fun time uh, and it's really dirty. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> there seems to be a trend here in my choices. Yeah. Um, and then I would kill Just Cause Two because the game bored the shit out of me. Hmm. navigating that game was some shit yeah i'd like to spend six hours traveling to the other island please yep <laughs> hang on let's let me get in this jeep and drive yeah. nine actual kilometers such amazing like That's momentary like oh my god this is awesome moments but then like filled like separated by tons and tons of traveling yep indeed <clears throat> all right guys that does it for mbks and questions and answers if you have any more questions for us or you just want to shoot the shit send us a message at unlocked at ign.com Remember to keep your messages short and sweet so we can try to get to them on the podcast. Conversely, you can hit us all up on Twitter at Podcast Unlocked, at IGN, at Scott Lowe, at Mitchie D, and myself at Steven underscore Hopper. And guys, our meta achievement for today 
is. But um, what do you got, Mitch? You've been out of town, so you, you uh, got dude. You know my, the rules. My brain is fried. Um. Oh God. Give something us one inspired related. where you came from. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Um. Tell me about your. This is relevant to a piece that's going up tomorrow on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I said tomorrow like very Canadian. Um, <laughs> to a piece sure that's did. To, oh, well, sorry, sorry, my mistake. <laughs> that was my mistake. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, tell me about or all of us for your meta achievement. Tell us about your favorite, just quirky, off the wall aliens scene. Yeah, something like not a, action. Aliens or aliens? aliens. So you gotta specify, man. I'm been confused this whole aliens, time. Aliens, Alien Two. Okay. Yes. The, the camera vehicle. Yeah. Any any weird moment between characters. Not like, game over, man. Game over. That shit doesn't count. I want stuff that nobody references. Oh, esoteric. It's yeah, man. deep, man. It's a bug hunt. Yep. Yep. All right. Yeah, Sounds happy great. anniversary! 52 weeks! This show's Yay. more than a year old. How, uh... Wait, one thing. How, uh... How many points do they get? Oh, man, I don't know. Um... It's worth 15. You Let's know say what, 15. The, they're probably gonna have to go back and watch Aliens, which you should, because the movie's goddamn perfect. Mm-hmm. 20. 20 okay 20. there you wow. go 20 points so we're at 20 points and as mitch was saying um this is our 52nd podcast that makes us uh a year old um although we've skipped weeks and are probably yep older than yeah, yeah it's not a science this not show a is science. actually it's like 14 months old that's true <laughs> but if we're if we were doing our podcast correctly we yeah. would be at yeah if we were reliable we're sorry <laughs> Uh, but uh yeah thanks for uh listening to us for the past year um and we look forward to giving you fifty-two thousand more podcasts that's a lot that is a lot of podcasts that's quite the commitment if we're, i don't think i can see we're that. looking forward to it i didn't say we were going to oh, okay, do okay, it okay, okay. if I mean, this if this podcast is not at 104 is that math what 52 more episodes <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> it, at I thought that was your question i think they call it a arithmetic <laughs> in canada <laughs> If we're not at 104 episodes in exactly 52 weeks, Stephen will eat a shoe. That's not true. It is. I will. It's I, in writing. I won't. Stephen, I'm gonna make another note right below. Stephen is an asshole. Stephen <laughs> this will is notarized. Eat a shoe. Okay. Okay. Duly noted. Um, I will. I will take that into consideration, and we'll see if I'm actually gonna eat a shoe or not. All right, guys, thanks for being on the podcast, and thank yeah. you very much, listeners, for listening to us, and uh, be sure to hit up the Facebook group and see the activities that are going Video on tonight. Video games. Video games and fun. Video games. All right, we'll see you guys. Love you. Bye. Bleep, bloop. Bloop.